Hey everybody, this is Mike with Hillco Homes. I'm here with Alex. Um, we are gonna do, uh, try something uh, rather uh, interesting. Uh, normally we sit down and record a episode of our podcast every Wednesday morning and we decided we're gonna do it live. So we're gonna record a live episode of our podcast um, and after this is done, we're going to extract the audio and make that uh, upload that as our podcast episode as well. So you can uh, check it out here with a video and then you can check it out later if you want with audio. Um, it's going to be available on multiple platforms. And uh, yeah, so today's episode, originally we were going to have a guest come in and sit down, talk to us. And uh, that has been delayed. So probably next week, I think. Um, but for today's episode, uh, we're going to go ahead and switch it up a little bit, and we're going to talk about a few different things Hilco related. Um, the first is our podcast. So I did a, a, a short live video er, earlier, maybe about 30 minutes ago, talking about our podcast. So for those of you, again, if you did not know that we have a podcast, now you know. So you can check that out. It's available wherever you can listen to podcasts. So Anchor, um, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all those places, um, you can go check it out. It's free. I mean, you don't got to pay for it. You just got to listen to it, right? It's free. Uh, it's, it's all kinds of great, valuable information. We've already had uh, two guests come on uh, the show and, and talk about their experiences with real estate and investing. Um, then uh, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, our deep dive event, our live event. It's a seminar event, and we do this. Uh, well, we have been doing it fairly frequently now. Uh, it's about every two, three months or so. Um, our next one is going to be January 10th. So we want to kick off the year with a very productive event. And um, this last event was pretty exciting because. Um, you know, as we go, we're learning how to, uh, what works with these events. Um, and the, the interesting thing about these events is that we, uh, we like to have an aspect of networking involved. So these events are not just, uh, seminar education events, but it's also a place for you to network and grow your business. So there's a lot of great things involved, uh, with, with this, with these events here. Um, but. Our last event, we had uh, 50 people attend, um, so we almost filled up the entire seminar room. Um, and our our location is here downtown at the Geekdom Event Center. Um, if you haven't uh, been there before, it's a, a, a interesting little place, <laughs> nice and cozy, <laughs> and um, you know the, it has a nice stage, and uh, everybody uh, gets to mingle, and it's uh, it's it's a nice little little seminar space. Um, check it out. And um, yeah, if you want the details of the event, go to the event page. You can find that on our Hillco uh, Facebook page. So if you're watching this, you're probably already on uh, following the Hillco page. You just got to go check it out. Um, but we'll give you some of the details here anyway. So it's going to be, again, January 10th, and it's going to be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, so you, you need to register for it, uh, through the event page. Uh, we have a link to Eventbrite where you get your tickets and the tickets are free. So just go there, sign up, and then you're registered for the event. Uh, and right now we are at about 60 people who are registered. Um, so it's going to be a bigger event than last time, uh, which is a great thing. 
Um, I've already had to uh, increase the maximum amount of tickets available to 120 because we're expecting uh, at least another 20 signups uh, with uh, by the end of the uh, of this month, or technically the end of the year. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's going to be a great event. We're going to have three uh, speakers, uh, three panelists. Uh, one of them being our very own uh, uh, Hillary. So yes. Hillary Romero is going to be Shout out uh, to Hillary. one of the people talking at the event. Uh, she's our closing coordinator. So she's going to talk on things about uh, uh, coordinating and handling closings of contracts and communicating with your team members and title company. Uh, then we're going to have Angela Longoria, who is a, a, a title expert um, who works with several different title companies. Um, and uh, she's going to talk about how the title process works and all that stuff. Uh, and then we are going to have Courtney, uh, Courtney. What's his last name again? Hillard. Hillard. Courtney Hillard, who is uh, with the Hillard Law Group or Hillard yes, Law. Yes, he's he's PL. pretty much Hilco Holmes' uh, new um, go-to guy for um, any, any Yeah, pretty much questions. anything legal uh, <laughs> as far as real estate stuff goes. Uh, he's the guy to go to. So he's going to be there talking about, I'm assuming, legal mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I know Marco hasn't given me the exact itinerary yet. And he's building out a list of questions. It's going to be um, a, a more moderated type of event than our last ones have been. Just because the amount of content we're going to give you guys completely free, all you got to do is show up. <laughs> uh, like it, the amount of content that's going to be there, um, there just isn't enough time in the uh, uh, in the booking space for us to do that. So we're going to try to moderate uh, the question and answer session so that we can get as much in there as possible. And if you go, you will have a chance to ask your questions. Uh, same thing, you know, we wanna make sure that you, there's plenty of time for you to ask your questions and get those things answered. Um, uh, anything you wanna add on the? Um, look, if you're looking to get into uh, real estate investing, uh, you got questions about a deal, about probate, um, you know, come prepared. Uh, this is a great event for all the beginner wholesalers that are getting um, started and want some guidance, want some direction. This is a perfect event. So January 10th, be there, register on Eventbrite, right? It's on Eventbrite, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, it's, if you go to the Facebook well, event page, Facebook. then it'll take you to the, that uh, mm -hmm. uh, website <laughs> to get the tickets. But you, if you, even if you mark that you're going or you're interested or whatever on the Facebook page, that's useful too. Um, but we also want you to uh, register through the Eventbrite tickets yes. uh, to get those. Um, but to add on to what Alex just said, um, it's definitely a great resource for people who are beginning, um, but it's not just for beginners. Like a lot of the stuff that we're doing is for people who are established in the wholesale game. Um, and even if, you're, if you've been in real estate, either as an investor or an agent, and you're, just, uh, and you're trying to adapt some of the stuff from the wholesale side of things into your business, this is a great resource. Um, so it's not just for beginners. It's for everybody. If you're an, an expert, if you're kind of in between, um, there's a lot of great stuff there for you. Um, you can ask those high-level questions, and that's a, those are great things to ask, especially if there's a room full of beginners. You know, we want to make sure that they're learning uh, in the right direction yeah. and that they're learning the right way. Um, you know, like we talked about one of our past episodes uh, recently. Uh, about uh, wholesalers having a bad name because or bad reputation because you know, a lot of people really don't know what they're doing yeah. and it gets them into trouble and it uh, gives other wholesalers a bad name you know yeah. so uh, yeah even if you're 
if you've been in the wholesale game a while and you just want a different perspective or you want to see what we're doing uh, or see what others are doing, you know, this is a great place to network. It's a great time to ask those high level questions. We'll, we'll be there and we'll have answers for you. Uh, and if we don't, we'll find someone that does. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point of, of, of these things, right? Yeah. Um, all well, right. That's what, well, that's why we have like different experts right. being there at the, you know, at the, at the event because we want to make sure that you have the guidance for, um, you know, to have a successful deal, to get yourself started a bit of future for yourself. Um, shout out to Hernando Ars, by the way, morning. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, hope you had a great Christmas, my man, and see you later on. <laughs> Just want to give a shout out. So. All right. The uh, next thing we want to talk about, this is kind of a, a throw in from Alex here. Alex wants to uh, expand your knowledge about how to do better at social media. So, Alex, school us. Woo! Okay, so um, I'm big on social media. If you haven't seen or haven't seen my Facebook yet or something, at some point you will because I post a lot. I do. Um, I post on groups, sales groups, uh, real estate groups, all types of groups, you name it. I specifically am part of uh, probably like four different types of groups, okay? And I probably have over 300 groups. You know, I, I get... I get blocked by Facebook quite often, uh, which I don't have a problem with. You know, sometimes I do need a break because of how much I am on it. It's funny too. It's ironic. I'm just gonna say this because, like, I believe it or not, I dislike being on social media. I dislike <laughs> being so attached to my phone. But with the profession that I'm in, I have to be, you know, very active. I have to get, you know, I have to draw in leads. I have to, you know, use all my resources, right? And so that has me on that gets me locked to my phone and so I'm trying to I'm always trying to better myself in some way especially specifically for uh, social media um, and then so I discovered several uh, websites and several apps that I can use to utilize and save me time from actually having to post all these things by myself so uh, I wanted to give out some free tips some free advice on some um, you know, some stuff that I discovered that will help you as it helps me, um, you know, to uh, kind of take care of the whole social media thing. So the first one, um, if you have multiple social medias like uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook, so you have uh, Facebook pages, it even allows you to post on there. Um, what I use, I utilize a buffer. So buffer um, is, a, is a software or app. Um, I don't know how to you categorize that, but uh, it's an app that allows you to post and set a schedule well, multiple times to all the social uh, social websites that you have, right? Um, I, my wife, she takes care of all my social media stuff. Um, I have her use Buffer. Every Sunday, we have her uh, a schedule on things that I need her to do that she's really great at. Shout out to my love, Amber Rosas, by the way. Um, she's doing a great job. She's learning and very, you know, she's, she's getting really good at it. She's very good on organize, um, being organized, yeah. you know, that's why I have her doing all of that, you know, because I'm bad at organizing. I'm just <laughs> bad, okay? Um, yeah, so I have her use Buffer. So Buffer, what it does is um, I have, okay, yeah, for instance, I have my wife every Sunday schedule out for the whole week. Um, every single day I get her to pull, have uh, three 
post one for the morning, one for the evening, and I mean one for noon and one for the afternoon. Um, I have her set different content uh, specifically on certain days. Uh, so like for instance, for Monday, Monday is my uh, workshop content. So every, every Monday she'll, she'll post out content for any workshops, maybe videos, maybe pictures that I've, that I've took in, uh, you know, things of that nature. And uh, so she has that for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, uh, you know, every week. And so Buffer is great. It allows me to schedule different content on all my and social is that media. A, is that a free service? Oh, yes, it's free. Uh, it's actually free um, up to, a, up to you know, of course, they, at some point, they, you know, they got to make money. So what they do is uh, it's free up to 10 um, di- for 10 different social media sites that okay. you have. Um, anything above 10, so like say if you have like different teammates, it allows you to have different members to keep track of the social medias themselves. Um, I don't know. I, w- I would say, <laughs> you know, I would say Buffer is really great if you have just multiple social media sites. Um, I have an Instagram, I have a Snapchat, I have a Twitter, I also have a Facebook and a Facebook page. Um, and Mr. Romero allows us to post on the Hoka Homes page. He gives us access to that. Which so I added right now. So. Yes, <laughs> and I even added that to Buffer as well. So that way, every week at least allows me on my part, doing my part for the team, I post something on, on Hoka Homes. Uh, you know, Buffer is a great way to utilize um, your time. It's really great if you have a lot of content, if you're trying to build a social media presence, use Buffer. Buffer is really great. It's free. Um, if you do pay for it. I did pay for it. I believe it's like about 10 bucks a month. Okay. That's not too uh, bad. Not, and that's really not bad at all. Especially if, you know, you're in a line of work where you, you know, you make good money. 10 bucks is nothing. It's a yeah. very, very small budget. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's probably not, something I'm going to start using here pretty soon. Um, for, for those of you who, who don't know, like out, outside of Hilco, like Hilco is one of the, my, my big things that I do, but, um, I have a consulting business and, and through that mm-hmm. consulting business, like my media arm, I have a, a, a side, it's, it's not technically a side business because it's, they kind of work together, but I have a, a brand or rather called the mega multi mic. And through that, I have, uh, my, my own social media presence that I'm, I'm really just getting started with it. So there's not very much of a presence, but, mm-hmm. um, I've started a, a YouTube channel and the whole idea of that show is basically, um, talking about how to take passions and interests and turning them into businesses and how to manage multiple businesses and multiple ventures and, you know, uh, the, the ins and outs of being an entrepreneur basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and something like that is incredibly useful because like for me that a person who has at least four or five active businesses going all at once, yeah. um, like that's, that means I have a Facebook and Instagram, a Twitter and uh, and, a, and a YouTube page for each of those businesses. So something like this that I can I can schedule things yes. for, for all of those stuff and keep them uh, as separate as possible if I need to or keep them all together uh, and just manage the content at the same time. That's incredibly useful. Yes. It, like I said, it is it uh, buffer is free if you have multi, if you want to u- uh, utilize your social media presence. Um, you know, but of course it is limited to, uh, to certain amount of, um, you know, of accounts that you can add on there. If you have different, if you have a lot of social media accounts, some people have a lot, 
um, you know, and uh, you know, if you don't got no money, hey, it's still free. You know, it only allows you to post uh, up to up to ten accounts on Buffer. Um, believe it or not, I started off free for a while. Uh, it's just with the plan, it just allows you to be. Mm, and, I mean, organized. for most people, I would imagine <laughs> if you're if yeah. all you do is is real estate, um, they're really only a couple, a handful of major social media platforms, yeah. and that would be uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Snapchat. Really, yes. I mean, those those are the the main things that it's free for for this line of work. That's where you're going to be in. Uh, so, I mean, a, a, something like this is a great tool. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, the second thing um, that I discovered. Um, if you, as I mentioned before, I'm on to at least 300 groups, right? I have 300 groups that I'm part of and I had to post a lot individually at first. Um, I did this every day. I sat there and just post, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste, right? Um, and uh, you know, I was trying to figure out something. I was like, you know, if there's a buffer that controls and allows you to set up for multiple, um, you know, social media accounts, I mean, you know, there has to be something for your groups that focuses strictly on posting on groups. And um, I was actually discussing this the other day with, um, I'm gonna give him a shout out, Ian Jackson. Um, he was actually the one who um, actually put me onto um, a website, an app called, uh, actually it's not an app, it's more of a website. You have to, I don't think they have an app for it yet, but it's mm -hmm. just a website. Um, and you can even set schedules um, on, all your groups, it focuses on your groups, it adds you to new groups, um, it also constantly allows you to schedule um, posts on certain groups, it just lets you do so much, but it focuses just on the groups of, on Facebook. Um, it's called Pilot Poster. Pilot Poster, you go to Pilot Poster, it is free, you have to link up your Facebook to it, and it focuses on all your groups it allows you to, it even has guidance, which why I, I really liked it because as you know, if you post too much on social media groups, it will, uh, it will, it will, they'll start blocking you. They'll start, you know, spamming you and all this stuff and nobody wants to get spammed. Right. And so what pilot poster does, it uh, guides you and helps you and it um, gives you tips and advice on how to post, um, how often to post, um, what to post, but really it allows you to freely post whatever you want for however long you want. Um, you know, there's a, you go to uh, create schedule post, uh, you click on that and what it does is, um, wow, that's powerful, thanks guys. Um, shout out to Sammy, thank you, appreciate it, we do this for y'all. Um, yeah, so what Pilot Poster does on that schedule post, it allows you to post on all your groups. Like I said, I have 300 groups, okay? It's and so I don't groups. want to be sitting there. <laughs> and so this cuts it down fast. It allows you to set when you want to post it, how often in between the posts you want you want to keep, you know, repeating. And um, it allows you to start from one day um, in on a certain day and even allows you to repeat itself every two days, three days, four days. So that way you don't get blocked off of Facebook. This is great. So what I do is I have, I'm going to tell you how I do this, right? <laughs> so I have real estate groups. Um, I have a bunch of real estate groups. That's, uh, but I think if anything, I have more sales groups. I have La Puluga, um, uh, San Antonio, Flea Market, San Antonio, sales groups, San Antonio's, like all San Antonio related sales groups. And what I do is I use that to generate leads. So what I do is I post, we buy houses. Um, 
uh, ads on there and I let it run by itself. Now, my real estate groups, my real estate groups, uh, if I am looking for cash buyers, I'll post looking for buyers, blah, 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 to build up my buyers list. I'll post that on all my groups and I'll leave it alone. And, you know, every week I'll go back and I'll start adding all the people that reply to my, you know, to my question about, you know, looking for buyers or looking for cash buyers who buys in this area, things like that. I just mix it up, try to keep it going. I try to build my list. I try to build um, relationships with people through through those ads. Um, you know, you know, it's just a really great, you know, great tool. Um, I advise people to use that if you're trying to get big on social media. You know, especially if you're if you're trying to grow and focus on Helco Homes alone, you need to you need to do big things. You need to create massive action on social media. You got to be posting content. You got to um, you know be get involved with everything. As you can tell, I'm part of a podcast. I'm part of a uh, uh, you know I do my own videos, uh, my own commercials for different things. I post. Um, I, I post a bunch of Snapchat videos. I'm like very active. I'm constantly always thinking of ways to uh, bring free content, to bring um, help and guidance to people as, as if I wanted the guidance, as if I needed the guidance, you know, when I first got started, you know. Um, I know a lot of people might charge a lot of money. I try to do things uh, free for people. I try to bring... <clears throat> content that allows people to save money you know a lot of people will say you know um hey you know th these people are charging a lot for the class well i my stuff is free okay i try to show people how to do things without spending some little to no money at all okay because yeah, i try to provide the best value yeah <laughs> yeah you know uh, so that's why we, you know we do these videos you know we we ask people for questions we ask people how can we utilize uh, how can, you know, we help you in some way, you know, to bring some great value to you free? <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. Um, so, you know, ask questions, you know, if you need help or something like that, you know, ask us questions. I'll definitely want to add on to that, that um, taking that action and getting the engagement on social media is incredibly important, but also managing what happens after, like you put out deals and you get responses or you find buyers or you find potential sellers. Um, like you have to manage all that information somehow. Um, uh, the best way to do that is having a CRM in place or client mm -hmm. relationship management uh, software. Uh, we use Podio. Uh, in fact, uh, I've talked about it several times uh, is um, here at Hilco, we have a template of our Podio platform. So for those of you who are uh, doing wholesale real estate and want uh, you know, just a, a, a basic, extremely effective uh, uh, Podio build out, like we have that available, just let us know. I mean, we, we sell that, uh, it's fairly inexpensive. It takes up maybe 30 minutes to an hour of training to figure out how to use it. Uh, I'll set it up for you, walk you through the process. And, you know, once it's there, it, it's yours to use. And, um, you know, it's uh, having a CRM in place is extremely important because it helps you automate the things that you have to do to keep in touch with the people that you're talking to, you know, whether you're bringing in a deal or you're trying to sell a deal um, or everything in between. Uh, like every uh, every step of the way, there has to be some something that you do to either 
uh, keep track of those metrics or keep on top of things so that you don't lose a deal. You know, you don't want stuff falling out of your pipeline and you want to make sure that your pipeline is filled. Uh, I mean, we had an, we have an entire episode about that for, yeah. on the podcast. So, you know, again, if you haven't heard our podcast or you didn't know we had one, go check it out. Like we have some great stuff there yeah. and, um, and we want to know more about what you guys want to hear. So tell us like we, uh, we sit down every week and, you know, scratch our heads and figure, try to figure out what you guys want to hear mm. on the podcast. So we come up with topics that we think you want to hear, but you know, we, yeah. we want to know from you uh, specifically yes. what you want to hear about so that we can talk about it. And that way we can find the right guests and have them on the show to talk about it from, mm. from their perspective. And um, you know, that's, that's, that's something we want to have more engagement on. Uh, I think we average about 70 listens um, uh, every week, uh, which is a, it's decent, you know, for, for a small <laughs> podcast that nobody knows about. Yeah. <laughs> yet. yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Uh, and we're trying to grow that. I mean, like, like I said at the beginning, like you can, you can find the podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on iTunes or Google, uh, Spotify. Um, I know anchor is a great, uh, a great place to uh, find podcasts, uh, but it, it's there. It's available. Um, and we want to hear from you guys. You know, what do you want to uh, hear us talk about on the podcast? So, yes. yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going to add this. Like, if y'all have some stuff that maybe um, maybe should be talked about when dealing with wholesalers or investors, um, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We would definitely love to talk about it. Um, you know, I do, I do get tired of talking about the same old things. Um, uh, that being said, you know, I, I like to talk about um, – things in a deal other than the basic stuff, things that maybe somebody or people don't talk about much in the deal when dealing with, uh, with sellers, buyers, or horse, uh, wholesalers, you know? So, uh, you know, we, we would definitely love to have people be a guest on our podcast. Um, you know, it's every, uh, we do it, um, uh, every Wednesday, you know, if, so if you have, uh, if you have a set schedule, and by chance, uh, you know, by luck, you are available every Wednesday, maybe between nine or 12. Uh, we usually schedule our podcast to do our podcast on that time. Uh, we would definitely love to have you, you know, feel free to reach out to us, to me or Mike, or uh, just, you know, go through our Hoka Homes and send us a message. Uh, we definitely love and invite people to come on our Hoka Homes show. For sure. um, yeah. You know, we definitely talk about we try to talk about stuff that other you know people aren't talking about maybe you know you really need some help maybe um, other than having scripts or stuff like that or maybe you might even need a script you know I actually created a script for a uh, you know a workshop so every I'm just gonna also announce this as well since it's free <laughs> uh, what's it called um every Saturday I do host a workshop from 9 a.m. to 12 okay 9 a.m. we show up here at the Rand Building at Rosella's. There's a, a cafe slash bar downstairs called Rosella's. Um, you shout out to Tom. That's, that is the owner. I'm going to give him free marketing. Um, but, you know, he lets us meet there in the morning at 9 a.m. And then we come up to uh, the seventh floor here. Uh, we go into a class where we don't specifically talk or, I mean, we don't have like a, like a curriculum or anything like that. Uh, because different people show up on uh, different days. So I don't like to have to constantly re restart, you know, something. Uh, so what I do is I 
try to best utilize their time by asking questions or concerns or helping them out with deals that they might have and give them some guidance. Uh, the last uh, last week I had two twins. Um, shout out to Erica and Amanda Madrid. They were here. They were great. They were getting started. Um, I was able to help them and get them some guidance. They had some great leads, um, and uh, I'm very excited for them. And um, you know, them, those, those two women are, you know, they're they're on the road. They're doing things. You know, they one of the things they were telling me was that you know. You know, we can learn all this stuff, but really what it really takes is action. I said, yes, that's what it really takes is action. To get started, to get going, you can learn everything, but without, without you know, action, knowledge doesn't mean nothing, okay? Without action behind it. So, you know, utilize my workshop from 9 a.m. to 12 every Saturday. It's free. Um, we, I also, we also, Mr. Rometa was nice enough to allow me to give out um, you know, uh, a free lead generation course to them because they showed up, you know, and, uh, you know, we're just grateful that you were able to come out and you know, allow us to help you and guide you through your success and through your journey. You know, it means a lot to us. You know, this is our way of giving back is giving out free content, free, uh, free time out of our days to come and help and make sure you're on the right path to success. And, um, you know, that's just what Helco Homes is about. Helco Homes is about, you know, helping people out and making sure that y'all are, you know, y'all have the guidance, you know, so utilize us, you know, feel free to reach out to anybody in our, in our, um, you know, in our team, you know, we all love to help and guide. Yeah, we're all here to help. Yes. So use, you know, leverage us. You know, I did a video as well about leveraging people, you know, it's very important, <laughs> you know, um, if you got questions, you know, the stupid questions are the questions not being asked. So remember that. And I ask a lot of questions, you know me. <laughs> I ask a lot of questions because I must know I'm serious about what I do and I'm very passionate. And uh, yeah, you know, so I know I'm doing a lot of talking, but <laughs> you know, what we're here for, you know, so utilize this. Awesome. Well, we're getting pretty close to ending this episode here. Um, I know Alex kind of wanted to talk about uh, first deals, do's oh, and don'ts. Yes. So let's go ahead and do that. We'll, we'll finish off the episode with that. Okay. So let's talk about my first deal. Okay, so you understand. So I didn't have no real estate background. The only uh, background that I came from was nothing but sales. I went from selling. Uh, I was, uh, you know, a licensed health insurance agent, life and health insurance agent. Um, I was with a organization called PHP. Shout out to them because of them. By the way, um, I am the person I am, and I appreciate my mentor, Mr. Uh, Mr. Panita. He's a great mentor and role model. Um, you know, I, and before that I did my own general contracting. Um, I came just from a sales background, you know, I was probably that guy at 8, 8 PM, 9 PM, trying to sell you a Kirby vacuum. Um, you know, trying not to get shot at the same time, you know, people coming knocking at your door at 9 PM, you're going to be very sketchy about it. To, <laughs> you know, I don't want to buy a $2,000 Kirby vacuum. Okay. Um, um, also, you know, I also. Um, you know, I, I've been wanting to get into real estate for the longest time, but what was stopping me was procrastination. You know, I was doing all these jobs. Um, I was doing all these professions. But one thing that I did love and I knew that I wanted to be part of was, um, you know, entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, capitalism. I love that. I love capitalism. Okay. That's, I'm going to get down with that because <laughs> I love it. That works so much. Um, you know, and, you know, real estate. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I was. Learning about real estate, I was actually thinking about getting my realtor's license, and then I discovered wholesaling. 
was like, wholesaling. I thought, you know, wholesaling to me, you know, you're selling a mount or you're selling, a, uh, you know, things at a big discount. So I understood what wholesale was. But wholesaling properties, I was very intrigued and I, um, you know, started self-educating myself on it. Started reading, looking at YouTube videos, started really getting to the bottom of what wholesaling was. And um, so, uh, so when I got started, I didn't have no guidance. All I had was, um, I was actually following, shout out to Quentin Flores, I was actually following Quentin Flores, um, who's a big wholesaler, he's very big on social media, shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Madrid, Erica, we appreciate you uh, so much. <laughs> shout out to Adriel Andres Ramos. It's very hard to pronounce, but <laughs> we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you so much. Brian Alfredo, appreciate y'all. Uh, Bill, Bill Wilburn, I see you. Shout out to you as well. Um, yeah, so, God, and yeah, so I didn't have no guidance, but the only person I was following was Quentin at the time. And uh, so I started reading. I was like, okay, so since I don't have no deals, I don't know how to get started. Why don't I, you know, why don't I, well, I don't know if it's, um, well, why don't I just be the middleman and collect, uh, connect the wholesalers to buyers? Why don't I help people sell their properties, right? That's how I got started. Um, I reached out to some people that were selling properties. I was like, hey, look, I got all these investors. Um, I noticed that you have been, you know, marketing this property for a long time. Why don't you let me help you sell it? Of course, you know, when you're dealing with other wholesalers and what they want you to do at first is put your put your uh, assignment fee on top of theirs, right? Because, of course, you know, it's about negotiating. And one thing I learned, too, as well, remember this, that everything is negotiable, okay? Do not be intimidated by people or by their terms. Everything is negotiable, okay? Especially when they're serious people, you know, involved in the deal. Some people are real serious, and all you have to do is really negotiate them, um, to better, uh, to get a better, uh, you know, term for your, for your side of the deal. Right. And, um, so what I was doing, it was, I was trying to connect the buyers for the wholesalers, right? I was joint venturing, uh, I was co-wholesaling, whatever you want to call it. And, um, eventually that wasn't working out for me. I, I didn't, I was like, man, what am I doing? I'm like, <laughs> I, I had three deals in place. I was looking to make at least like $15,000, $20,000. My first one I was really excited. Um, I thought, you know, there was such thing as perfect deals. Um, oh, boy, wasn't I wrong, right? Um, <laughs> I learned there ain't no such thing as a perfect deal, okay? You might have a motivated seller, motivated buyer, and the same day you might connect them. Something always happens, maybe the title or something, right? So, anyways, um, and then I uh, found Mr. Romero, Helco Homes. Um, I, reached out to Mr. Romero. I actually did my first interview with them on, um, on their ask, uh, you know, I believe it's ask a wholesaler or um, ask questions or it was a deep dive show. I remember mm -hmm. that. And, um, you know, I talked about, you know, the deals that I had. And so anyway, so I ended up joining Hilco Homes, trying to, trying to get through this story. Um, I joined <laughs> Hilco Homes and then um, I landed my first deal um, after my first 30 days, uh, so I guess it was considered going on my second month. Mm -hmm. um, and my first deal, I had tenants that lived in that occupied the property, and the and I had a motivated seller, the owner. She owned a portfolio. She was actually a realtor herself. Um, she was a very nice lady, very firm lady. Like she was, 
she put her, you know, she, she let me know. She wasn't scared to put her foot down in the deal. Okay. She's like, no, these are what it is. I have most properties. I know what I'm doing. Of course, you know, everybody goes, does that. And so, um, you know, I felt really bad for the tenants. I have compassion for people. Um, I was like, man, like, what do I do? You know, there's tenants, you know, and so Mr. Romero, my mentor told me, why don't you try to reach out to the landlords that are looking for people, uh, you know, properties with tenants already in them, uh, rent ready properties. And I was like, you know, that's a good idea. You know? And so I reached out to the seller. I said, you know, how are the tenants doing on their, their monthly payments and their, you know, their lease what kind of lease are they on month to month? Are they a lease? Uh, how is their history, their payment history? Are they good? Would they like to stay there? Do they want to leave? Do they care? Whatever. Right. So I got down to it. And so I started pitching, I started email blasting to all these landlords. I was scared. I was like, man, like I feel bad. You know, there's, there's people who live in this property. Um, I'm going to have to tell them they're going to have to, I don't know, I have the decision, the power, would you say to, you know, to either get them to stay there or get them to leave. And, you know, I felt really bad. You know, this is, you got to understand when you're dealing with tenants in a property, have compassion, look out for them. Okay. Um, if there's a non-refundable, what I do is I talk to the seller and I talk to the new buyer and see if, uh, you know, we can uh, compromise on getting, giving the non-refundable deposits back in exchange for the tenants to leave, um, in, you know, in a good way. You know, meaning like they leave the house clean. They don't leave the house destroyed, you know, cause some tenants, some people can be vindictive oh, and yeah. get pissed off. It's not their fault. Right. So you'd be surprised how many of these houses that people just leave their stuff. Oh my God, <laughs> man. It's, and it's an issue, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I got, um, um, so anyways, um, the, the closing date was coming along. I still didn't have no buyers. I still reached out. I tried to negotiate. I tried to just figure out where we need to be on price point. Okay. What do we, uh, what do we have to do to make this work, Mr. Buyer? You know, okay, great. Well, I understand you're here. You're here. What if we can do this? You know, FYI, you can add value to a deal other than, you know, um, going down on your price. Okay. You can uh, do the grass for them. Sure. Uh, maybe you could find um, a GC that could do the bid for them. Maybe a little cheaper. Maybe, you know, just don't hook them up with any GC, you know, uh, connect your buyers to new GCs that you would trust to do a rehab for yourself, you know, to put yourself in their position. Right. Um, and so, anyway, so I had stumbled across a buyer who, you know, I mentioned to him, I was like, look, there's a tenant involved. Um, you know, I, I would like for them to stay. Um, you know, I know y'all are looking for cash flow properties. Would that be a good deal for you? You know, since they're already good, they get this much money um, every month. They're, they are on a month-to-month -month lease for, at the moment. Um, they would like to stay there. Uh, the, tent, the seller said, get them a good recommendation. Um, you know, it's rent ready. You know, all you have to do is take over the title and you start giving your money, you know, everything. It doesn't need severe rehab. It's pretty much, it was really rent ready. And so, you know, I created a win-win situation for the buyer and the seller and the tenants as well. Um, I also did talk to the tenants as well and compromise with them. Look, there's going to, you know, y'all are going to have to understand that I need access during this time while we are on contract to find a landlord who is willing to take out with the top with the comp uh, with the uh, property, uh, you know, so my first deal, um, you know, I was, I felt like that was a lot on my, on my chest, you know, to try to get the, keep the tenants in there to find the landlord to take the, take the tenants with the property. But, uh, you know, all said and done, I kept pressing, I kept pressing, you know, most people, 
um, at the beginning of a deal, what they do is they get real motivated. They start, you know, doing a lot of action and then they start getting comfortable. They start losing hope because they don't get nobody. The secret to every deal <laughs> is to hustle all the way to the end till you are on the day before closing, even the day you're closing. You know, make sure you set up proper expectations. If you don't have a buyer yet, make sure you get an extension or you prep your uh, seller for an extension a week before. It's about setting proper expectations. Now, um, when there are tenants involved, as there were in the first deal, um, don't get scared, don't get overwhelmed. Um, you know, try to look out for the tenants. You know, um, there are people that are willing to take the property with the tenants, especially if there's not much rehab, you know, involved and, you know, they're getting good rent, you know. Um, you know, look out for the tenants. Tenants, it's not their fault that they have to, you know, leave, you know, and, you know, that's why, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but maybe that's why, you know, you deal with some pissed off tenants because, you know, they know, even though you're lying to them, some tenants just know that, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to have to move, you know, and so yeah. if, um, you know, you have a big buyer's list where there's, uh, you know, your buyers, uh, a majority of them or you have a lot that are willing to take properties with the tenants you know try to reach out to them first um, you know what I'm saying and um, you know I don't I don't think a lot of people really realize um, how helpful you, the tenants can be if you just compromise and talk to them um, I have a property right now that I'm dealing with that even though I have to pay the lady ten dollars for a walkthrough every single time she actually loves me now okay <laughs> she hated everybody that came along she knew that she was going to be moving she knew that the people were coming in constantly in her house to you know to get her that she you know that possibly she might have to move you know at the end of that deal but you know i compromised with her I, you know i explained to her like look there's a you know through your cooperation what i would like to do is reach out to the these people that these buyers that i have that are willing to take out with the property, but I need y'all's cooperation. If y'all truly don't want to move, and um, I, I can, you know, there is a chance that that could happen, you know. But there also is a chance that y'all might have to move. But this is all based off of your cooperation. Now, uh, when you get them to understand that, now when you get them to understand that, you know, you'll be surprised how willing tenants can be very helpful, you know. Um, now, regarding my first deal. Um, if you get a property like that in your first deal, don't be overwhelmed. You know, there's always there's always a way to sell a property through price, maybe adding value in some other way. Um, you know, I've I've also had a deal that I saved by just agreeing to pay uh, or to do the the landscaping myself. I paid, you know, I I made a couple of thousand dollars on it. I saved the deal. Um, I moved the property because nobody else was able to move the property. You know, I facilitated that deal successfully and people don't understand that it's not just about price there's other ways of adding Definitely. value to a deal other than cutting down the price okay there's stuff that maybe you can do yourself uh maybe you could connect it with somebody that could do something better okay so remember that okay um you know that was kind of my you know that's the story of my first deal i was really nervous um you know i constantly had to follow up i constantly had to uh, talk to the tenants. I had to make sure I would always show up. I did a lot of walkthroughs, but, you know, I kept on hanging in there. And, you know, it, overall, it worked out itself, especially being my first deal. You know, I just, a lot of people don't realize the, the amount of action, the amount of things that you have to do for one specific deal. Yeah, for sure. But, you know. Um, I know <clears throat> my first deal, 
uh, it's kind of an interesting story because like my experience in real estate is a lot different than a lot of other uh, wholesalers that I've, I've met with. Um, so for context, my background, um, I went to school to become a, a mechanical engineer. So I have a degree in mechanical engineering and a degree in human biology. I was in the sciences for a little while. I was a, a lab manager at A&M uh, right after graduation got married. My wife was doing her master's at A&M, so I was there too. Uh, I did that for a couple of, uh, actually, I think it was about a year and a half. Um, and that was around the time of the uh, uh, the government cutting back on, uh, on spending for a bunch of different programs. Uh, one of those programs was NASA, and NASA was giving our lab a grant, so my wow. position was cut. <laughs> and But luckily, at the same time, I had started uh, my own uh, side hustle in financial services. So, you know, I was doing, you know, like what Alex said, you know, life insurance. I got started doing that and I ended up doing a whole bunch of other stuff. I even got securities licensed. I was doing, you know, retirement accounts for teachers, for uh, police officers, for fire departments, for, uh, you know, small churches, um, you know, the, uh, a bunch of like nonprofit groups. Like I was, I had a decent business going. Um, it took a lot of work you know, to get that up and off the ground, but, um, and, and you know, I failed a couple of times, uh, but ultimately um, I learned a lot about the sales process and dealing with, with the, cu the customer, the client and having, you know, better customer service. And uh, I took some of the money that I made from that business and started up another business. Um, and then in the span of about three, four years, maybe I had about five businesses. I ended up selling two of them uh, and used that money to reinvest into my own portfolio. And up until I got into real estate about four years ago, um, all of my investing had been in paper assets and other businesses. And, they, and I thought, you know, now is the time for, uh, for me to get into real estate and start building my own real estate portfolio. Um, but I wanted to learn how to do it first, right? And uh, it just so happened that my consulting business uh, overlapped with another company that was doing uh, wholesale real estate. And this was a, a fairly large company um, uh, based here in San Antonio. And um, you know, they, they took me on to build out their CRM because that's what my consulting business does, right? Like I, I help other businesses become more efficient. I, I uh, manage, I build CRMs, I custom for other, for other uh, clients doesn't matter what, what industry you're in, uh, the fundamentals don't change. And, um, you know, so I went into this company and I, I was building out their, their tech systems basically. And, uh, at some point, uh, the CEO, uh, approached me and said, you know, you have sales experience, you understand investing, you're an investor. Why don't you, you know, help the company and, you know, sell investments. So I ended up in their sales department, not, the wholesale side of things. So I didn't bring in contracts. I was the guy who sold the contracts mm -hmm. and, um, and kind of as a joke, the, the management decided that they were going to give me the, they were going to start me off with 30, uh, investors, but they were going to give me the, the hardest 30 investors that they had, the ones that never bought anything, the ones that, that, uh, always gave them problems. The one that always complained, um, and they said, yeah, we're just going to give these to Mike and see what happens. Right. Um, so, uh, out of those, uh, I actually became really good friends with like three or four of them. Um, and because of my experience with, uh, customer service, uh, and I, we talked about this in, in a, another episode uh, recently, I think it was last week's episode actually for the podcast. 
um, about having the spirit of service mm -hmm. and, you know, providing a service and being essentially working for the investor because that's essentially what you do. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I ended up, uh, listening. That was really all it took to, to work with these people that were quote unquote problem investors. Um, and just hearing them out, you know, understanding where they came from and their perspective. And, uh, one of these investors, her only problem with the company and with the deals was that she just simply did not understand how they worked. It's not that she didn't want to invest or that she was giving us a hard time. It's that no one understood how to address her concerns. Uh, so when I came in, uh, I just listened to her. And uh, most of the time, she would answer the questions herself. And I just had to guide that conversation in the right direction. Um, and at the same time, while that was going on, um, we had another uh, deal, which was an apartment complex. And I believe it was uh, in Dallas. I'm not, I don't, I don't remember. It was, it's been a while. Um, but it was a, it was a really big deal and we needed to have, uh, about 7 million in, in funds, uh, to close on that deal. Um, and we were short just by like 300,000. So we needed to get another investor or two in there who could finance the rest of that, uh, to be able to get that deal done. Um, and that was also, you know, just talking and listening to investors and hearing what, what they, what issues they had. Right. And so, um, talking to another gentleman who I believe was from China, maybe Hong Kong, um, who basically was like, I want something that is going to produce, but I don't want it. Uh, I don't want to lock up my money long-term. And I said, well, dude, like you got these three houses you're about to sell. Why not just dump all that in this apartment deal? And you're going to be out of it in two, three years anyway, because mm. that's what the, that's what the deal uh, was, was uh, outlined as that's, it was a, a syndication agreement. And uh, after he saw the numbers and we walked through it and I explained it to him uh, and again, having a securities background, I think that gave me a little bit more of an insight to be able to explain uh, some of the, the terminology and the contracts simply because he was from another country. So our, some of the, the terms that we have don't necessarily mean the same in another country. Right. But again, you know, him being an experienced investor, I'm sure he's had a couple of those deals here in the U.S. already and possibly in a couple of other countries. But um, long story short, um, both of those deals, the a house I sold to this uh, lady and this apartment deal ended up closing at the same time. So my first deal was actually two at the same time. Uh, and uh, and I ended up uh, selling those and both those uh, investors uh, ended up sticking out uh, for the for the long haul. They're uh, pretty pretty happy. And again, you know, it's uh, like we talked about in our, our last episode. You know, it's not just uh, what you're doing to get it done; it's what you're doing to keep it happening. Um, you know, like that's the you know the the long term customer service side of things is definitely key uh, for on the investor side to having people come back to you. Like if you treat them right the first time. And then continue treating them right, even after they've bought, even after they've, they're, they're, everything is said and done. If they do a flip and they've sold that house um, and you call them up even like six, seven months after they've sold that house and just continue building that relationship, that, that will do wonders for your business. And, um, and yeah, that was, that was my experience in, uh, in my first deal. Awesome. So. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what's going on? How much time do we have left? Uh, we should be finishing up here in like another eight minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, I kind of want to talk about some stuff. Uh, maybe, you know, so, um, you know, when 
you know, working with, I'm just, I want to speak about this because, you know, some, uh, I think sometimes you need some interest. So when you're working with other people or when you, um, let's say that you have a, uh, that you want to reach out to another wholesaler about their deal and y'all want to work together, you know, what wholesalers and people just need to understand that one, there's enough money to go around everywhere. Okay. There's, it's, there's enough money. For sure. So let's not try to have greed get the best of us. Okay. Um, the idea here is to have build relationships and leverage each other. Okay. Um, I love working with a lot of people because people that I like to work with, um, you know, I can see that they're willing to compromise or willing to cooperate. Um, they understand that, Hey, you know, you might be able to do something for this property that I'm not. So, you know, so they're open-minded. I love people like that. The way I see it is, Either you and I are going to win or I'm going to win with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Let's so figure out how to make it happen together. You know, look, listen, if you have a deal that you've been hanging on for a while and you're not selling, it's most likely because it's not priced right. Okay. Now, if you're going to reach out to somebody, right? So you're reaching out to somebody about, right? And they're trying to tell you and explain to you that, look, well, you know, your A or B is not really coming out what we are. Uh, so we'll need the property this much uh, around this to move it, right? There's nothing wrong, okay, with saying yes, okay? There's enough money to go around. Don't leave no money on the table. It's better committing for the seller than, than uh, being the problem, okay? Uh, meaning when, you, when you're selling a property, that's pretty much because you are creating a solution for your seller because your seller has a problem right with that property that's why you're selling it now uh, don't be a jerk and don't be selfish and think about yourself in the deal okay if you see or you're in a position to get rid of the property but you're only gonna make a thousand dollars okay so be it don't don't get carried away with how much money you need to walk away now don't now I understand you know everybody has a standard of when they're trying to make uh, or what at least an average or a minimum of what trying to make from each deal okay but if you're not selling that property maybe you need to come down on your property uh, maybe you need to come down on your price or be open-minded to somebody helping you out and you know creating a win-win situation for you okay there's nothing wrong with taking $500 from the table okay you move the property you've got a relationship with your seller okay you created a relationship with somebody else that could further help you down the line, maybe on another deal or something, you know, you created a situation. People look at somebody that you're trying to work with in all different angles, okay? I look, when a person comes to me, want me to move the property, I look at several things. I look how cooperative they are, how open-minded they are, how easy they're willing, I mean, how good they are in communication. Now, those three things are important to me. I'm not about to waste my time helping people out that don't want to cooperate, especially if they reach out to me, okay? You reach out to me, I expect cooperation, okay? Two, uh, if I have to chase you down after you reach out to me because you're trying to get me to help you, okay? I'm, I might help you that one time, but I do remember it for further, you know, down the line. I won't, I'm not gonna be quick to help you out, okay? Three, if I see that 
you're more about being greedy, especially if you're telling me you got a property at 60, okay, and you're trying to move a property at 75, and you, you don't want to come down 5,000 uh, to make the deal work, okay, I'm not going to help you out no more, okay? I see that you're just being greedy about the situation. That's probably why deals are not moving, okay? Us wholesalers, some of us give each other a bad name, okay? And we need to change that. We need to understand that we're out here uh, for the same purpose, selling properties, um, building relationships, building a future legacy for our family, all right? There's enough money to go around. So I feel like, you know, things need to be brought up sometimes. Okay? This ain't a rant or something, nothing like that. This is just advice I'm giving to wholesalers that, uh, that fit that description, okay? You need to understand, like, we're all in it to make money. There's enough money to go around, I think, you know, cooperation, communication, and open-mindedness is a key to, you know, to building relationships, to making it happen with each other, okay? If you're not in wholesaling, uh, if you're not in the real estate to network, to build relationships, to, uh, to grow, what are you doing in real estate? Really, you know, if you're going to do something, do something, do it with passion and grow. It's about growing. If you're in the same place you were last year, you're not growing, okay? Yep. And to, to add on to that, um, and I know this uh, this will sound uh, uh, um, I guess in, not not intimidating, but um, mm, I don't know. I'll, I'll just <laughs> I just come out what with it, and, and you can, you can figure it out. Um, but the way I see it is, um, if you are asking too much from your deal and you're not willing to come down for it, I understand that it takes a lot of work to get these deals done and you wanna get paid for it, right? But I also understand that if you're treating this deal as the only paycheck you're gonna have for the next six or seven months, that means you don't have enough confidence in yourself to find and sell another deal. Yeah. So well, You don't have if, a lot in your pipeline. That too. <laughs> so if you don't have the confidence to find another deal in your pipeline or sell another deal successfully, um, then I think that's where the problem needs to be fixed first before you consider uh, trying to ne negotiate to have a higher uh, fee on your on your deal. Because ultimately, if you can close the deal, that shows uh, others that you are reliable and you can get things done. So when you do have another deal, it's that much easier to sell it. Um, and if you're not willing to work with anybody on on your fee uh, or getting these things done, no one's going to want to work with you. And even if you do find another deal, it's going to be really hard for you to sell it. So yeah. there has to be a balance between what you're asking and what you're willing to compromise on so you can get these deals done because ultimately it's the long game that you have to play. You know, and I don't think a lot of people realize this, but your reputation means a lot, okay? You'll be surprised. How many people know each other? How many investors are really acquainted with each other in San Antonio market? We all, in some way, we all know each other through somebody or uh, just being in, in real estate in the amount of time I have. I've, I know a lot of big investors. Um, shout out to Mitzi, uh, shout out to Quentin, you know, shout out to, um, you know, all the other investors that I've met so far. You know, I was, I am surprised on how much people know each other. And when you are dealing with big investors and you try to screw them, please understand that you are going to get blacklisted or put on blast in some way. 
So don't be greedy, okay? Don't be those guys that everybody's, you know, don't want to work with, okay? If you're, if you're trying to make a lot of money in wholesaling, there's enough houses, there's enough money to go around, okay? We are here to make money just like you are, okay? Now, some people are caught up by greed, okay? Don't be that person. There's enough money to go around. It's about value. It's about quality um, in the deal. It's about, you know, <laughs> you know, it's about... Just keep it moving, okay? Yep. Don't be caught up on one deal because you are too greedy to go down, okay? 5000 1000 There's people that are working 9 to 5 that make $200 every week, okay? Don't be greedy, okay? Uh, you know, some money is better than no money. Building relationships long-term is definitely more rewarding than trying to get the most out of uh, and being greedy out of a person in a deal one time and then... You know, never using that person. You know, that's what I think. Now, about. Don't get us wrong. Like those deals will happen yeah. and they'll happen the more you do deals. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the law of large numbers is statistics. Like if you do enough deals, eventually you're going to hit one that has a really high payout. But don't expect every single one of them to be a high payout. Yeah. Yeah. Don't expect every deal to be a high payout. Don't expect every deal to be perfect. There's no such thing. Oh, that's that's not true. There there is deals that you'll get high uh, a high payout of, uh, but you know just be humble because life will humble you down. Um, I believe you know uh, you know working the little deals because the big the big deals will come along. Okay, so uh, let's, I believe I think we're just about out of time. Yeah, we, we're wrapping up here. So again, guys, thanks for tuning in. For those of you who are watching this live. And uh, for everybody else, you can catch this uh, episode on our Facebook page, uh, the video side of it. And we're going to try to extract the audio and put that up as the podcast episode. So for those of you who want to catch it as a podcast, you can. And again, thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for following us. And I hope we are providing a lot of value to you. Again, uh, comment, uh, send us a message. Let us know what you want to hear from us so we can provide better value to you. Um, I'm just going to uh, reiterate some, sh some stuff real quick. Uh, January 10th, the mm -hmm. Deep Dive um, Wholesale uh, event for, uh, hosted by Helco Homes. Um, I do free workshops Saturday, every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Ram Building. The address is 110 East Houston, 7th floor. We meet here at 9 p.m. You can reach out to me at alex at helcohomes.com. Uh, if you have some deals, maybe you need help moving. We definitely love um, to build relationships and, uh, you know, create a one-one situation for everybody. Um, very cooperative, very communicative, and looking to help and add value to your deals and for you long-term. Um, also, I believe, uh, you know, follow us. Uh, you can follow me on my Hilco, uh, Facebook page, Estrada's Investment Holdings, LLC. Um, you know, go ahead and add me, follow me on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, keep a lookout for uh, Mike's YouTube channel. It is Mega Mike, right? Mega Multi Mike. Mega Multi Mike. Okay, yeah. YouTube channel. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, you know, if you have any questions, feel free. Give us a shout out. Let us know that we're doing good. How would you want us to, uh, you know, to, what do you want us to talk about? If you would like to be a, a guest on our podcast show, please reach out to us. Or if you want us as guests on your podcast show. Yeah, we would love to be <laughs> guests, okay? Um, what's it called? Uh, and uh, what else? Any more shout-outs, maybe? Shout-out uh, to everybody that tuned in. We love you, and we appreciate y'all. Without y'all, we couldn't be making this possible. 
And uh, yeah, you know, happy New Year's and uh, God is good. Yeah. Take care, guys. Till next time.